close game time, and you're going inside the lockers with JC and D Hawk on 91.5 KUNV, broadcasting live from the campus of UNLV. And good morning, UNLV. Good morning, Vegas. Good morning, USA. Coming at you live from the campus of uh, UNLV, KUNV 91.5, listening to Inside the Lockers, JC and D Hawk. And we have a special guest with us today. We'll be introducing him in a moment. I'd uh, love to hear your thoughts throughout the show. Anything that you want to talk about, anything that we're talking about, you have a comment, call in at 702 895 5868. Of course, when you're driving around, you hit us up on 91.5. But if you're out of town, download us on the mobile app, KUNV. Hawk, good morning. We're in studio today. It's been a while since we've been together in the one zip code. How you feeling? What's going on? What's up, JC? It's good to be back. Good to see you, man. Happy Sunday. Yep. Bright and early. Football's already underway. I see the Dolphins have a, a 7-0 lead, looks like, on uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got a lot of sports to get to. Um, and a friend of the show, a friend of ours, uh, uh, for those of you um, who are uh, NBA uh, aficionados, uh, Jermaine Taylor, who uh, uh, all-time leading scorer at UCF just recently uh, was inducted into that school's Hall of Fame and has um, been a part of the Big Three for a couple of years now. Also, uh, Patch Wearer, you know, for those of you who follow uh, B1 the, Family, B1 Family sponsor, the sponsor of the show, USA Natural Patches, and we're going to be doing a little different today. Instead of just having a few minute segment as a guest, we're going to have Jermaine uh, be a part of the show, and uh, happy to hear comments on the things that we're Hawk and I chopping up again. We're going to have another installment of Views from the Hawk Nest. We uh, missed it last week. But um, let's get right to basketball, being that we're kind of uh, basketball-centric this morning. So for starters, we already see the WNBA uh, finals different in the sense that, you know, the one seed and the two seed not there. And then I think a lot of people, because of the pedigree of the Mercury with Tarasi having multiple championships, Brittany Griner probably, you know, the best center in the league, maybe going to go down as one of the best centers in WNBA history. And yet... Candace Parker, and you talk about Adidas, the commercial's coming out right at the right time, maybe about two weeks before she went on this roll. And, you know, I got to say, I I thought I was pretty much up to date. I did not know that Candace didn't have a championship uh, with the sky, never had a championship before. So, you know, uh, uh, they'll be having um, their first championship in history. I thought maybe with Cappy or, you know, years prior, the Chicago Sky had got a championship. I guess they never had won one. And, of course, they don't have one yet. You still got to win all five. But uh, they played today. You and I both like them to cancel them out. But, Hawk, speak to me about, and uh, and I want to bring uh, Jermaine in for those of you again, thirty uh, second overall pick, um, actually by the um, it was the Wizards at that time, right? Uh, but played played with uh, Houston, played with Sacramento. Uh, Jermaine, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fire it right off to you right off to you this morning. When a team is in a championship and they lose by thirty six points, how can that happen? Uh, especially when you have veterans on the team. Like a Deanna Taurasi, obviously, you know, Brittany Griner has played in the NCHA. I mean, you, did you just not hear your alarm clock? Like, how does that happen, bro? Talk to me. Yeah, pretty much you just didn't show up to play. I mean, a championship game getting blown out like that, that's, that shouldn't happen. From the jump. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's one thing if, like, the game is close and it kind of goes crazy at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just smoked right away. As a matter of fact, Hawk, you know, I was telling you when we were talking, like, I can't happen. And then I thought about it. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Bulls do a number like that on uh, on the Jazz back in the day when it was like I think the Jazz scored like 50 points only like a final. It was something crazy. Well, didn't didn't they get him pretty good uh, during Jordan's run? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because it was during Jordan's run. But yeah, I mean, each game that's why it's a, it's a series. Um, I would be it'll be it'll it'll stand out more if there was just one game win or take all, and then that happens because you can prepare for you have to bring it all out for that one game. One game. But it's possible, you know, because you have adjustments after the game. You, get back to the drawing board, but still in all games in a series like that, that's that's just too many points. It's incredible. Somebody, I mean somebody's not focused, not locked in. But I write a whole the top uh, to the bottom. Geez, uh, from the top to the bottom, a whole team. I mean, the thing is too is I mean both of y'all were, were stars on your college teams. I'm imagining in a big game, if you get off to that slow start, which can happen, right? People always say, how's it possible? Look, it's just possible. But there's always that veteran voice you know, and I guess that's yeah. the thing that Kobe was famous for. God rest his soul. Jordan was famous for, right? Somebody who didn't mind, like, you know, punch a guy in the chest. I know exactly. Kevin Hart say with your chest, but, you know, punch a guy in the chest and say, hey, this is the finals. Like, what are you all doing? Yeah, because and, at that point, you're not going to worry about nobody's feelings. You're not worrying about any backlash. Like, this is not many people are, are blessed and lucky enough to be able to play for a championship. Right. So once you get there on that stage, and you see that somebody's not on board or they're lacking. Like, forget about all the things yeah, you the did Yeah, the feelings all that go out the window. Right. Now, right, if we got to come to blows to get somebody to play. To play, I'll right. Deal with that. Mission I'll, accomplished. Yeah, I'll right. deal with the aftermath. Yeah, I'll, come. I'll, I'll drink my champagne with a black eye, but I'm drinking my <laughs> champagne. Right. But, you know, it's, it's first of all, it's a great point that you make because how many teams in history thought they were going to go back, right? There is no promise to go back. Look at Dan Marino. Went to the Super Bowl. People were already putting this guy, like, you know, three, four chips on his shoulder. It didn't happen. And then you talk about even the the Heat, who did win several. But LeBron thought they were just going to, like, you know, book it every year in. And they got there, but couldn't close several of those deals. Didn't, right. you know, lost to the Mavericks, lost to the Spurs. So there's just no guarantee. But based on what I've seen, and, and again, we spoke um, uh, prior to coming live on the air, I just think the Sky have been the better team because even the game that they lost that went into overtime, you know, they kind of had that game. You know, Tarasi kind of got hot in uh, in the overtime and, and then and it kind of went away. But I like them to close it out. I think Chicago gets their first title ever. I think it's a great story for, you know, Candace Parker, who was in the twilight of her career, kind of went home, mm-hmm. you know, after all that fame on the coast. And, and and also shout out to the Chicago fans. I mean, gee, sold out. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, listen, I know it's yeah, I know it's the championship and stuff like that. But the WNBA, let's let's keep it real. No matter what the game is, has had a hard time putting those kind of numbers in the seats, right? right? And I mean, it's 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 sold out. I mean, you know, so so that that's impressive to me. Um, the other thing I did like, and tell me what you all feel about this. During the Phoenix Mercury game, they were going around the crowd, and there were several NBA guys there. Chris Paul was there supporting, you know, it was ever. I mean, Jermaine, when you were at UCF, were there a group of, like, men's guys, like when the women had a game that they'd go check the game out? Like, Because I remember when I played at Hofstra, respectfully speaking, the women's team was better than us. I mean, they just got more, you know, so they got more love because they had more players who were getting more whatever. I mean, we were always fiddling around 500 or so. You know, were we going to, you know, because the only way we, our team was only going to qualify for the tournament by winning the automatic bid. Mm-hmm. 
the Hofstra women's team was good enough to get an at-large bid, even though they did get a couple of automatic bids. But at UCF, you know, here you are, you're a star, you have, you know, uh, yourself, I know Michael Jordan, some play there. So the men's team got a lot of love. And now that the football team has ascended, Mm -hmm. that whole school's profile is higher. But what about the women's team? Is there that support uh, at, at UCF and at college the way you saw it? Oh, yeah. When I was there, uh, we gave them a lot of support just because uh, we were friends. I mean, we all lived in right. the same dorm room. Right. We lived on the first floor. They lived on the second floor. So we saw them every day in the training rooms. So it was, so it was something like, outside of the court. There was a camaraderie yeah. there from the from the jump. Yeah. So they supported us. And it wasn't like it was something that we were forced to do. We were just friends. So right. So, you know, basketball players, we're going to go come Ho- see see Hoop- what you're doing. Hoopers. Yep. Yeah, so I mean to, to see the excitement, the way Chris Paul and Devin Book uh, was uh, you know jumping around and, and some other players were there as well, I think that's what the league needed. I, I, I tell you again, not to bring up you know a, a sad sad moment, but I think the WNBA, and a lot, of, a lot of people talk about it, you know, after the fact. I know they spoke about it briefly in the moment, but I think one of the biggest losses for basketball when Kobe Bryant passed was the WNBA mm-hmm. because he was starting to really kind of, you know, he was coaching his daughter, Gigi, and he was attending games. He was taking her to games. Mm-hmm. His profile was, you know, again, they do highlight other NBA players there, but his profile is so magnified and his intensity of the sport. So, you know, obviously you want to see the WNBA continue to flourish, but, but, the, you know, but, and Brittany Griner actually had a dunk uh, the mm-hmm. other day. So, you know, I mean, it, it's good to see that uh, they're getting that kind of turnout. Talk to us for a moment. I mean, uh, congratulations, first of all, to, you know, get a clap. So so having your uh, name immortalized when you go into the Hall of Fame, because that's what it means, right? I mean, basically, you know, 50 years from now, 100 years from now, I mean, that's, that's, it, it, that's what a championship does. That's what that kind of does. You know, the all-time leading scorer, the school itself, continues to you know jump up into national conversation as a mm-hmm. as a university in athletics congratulations on the night what did it mean to you and also i never asked you did the re- number of retirement come with that as well as the one in the rafters as well or, or can somebody still wear the one temporarily uh for right now um so i'm actually in school finishing up my degree congratulations yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, great great right there and once uh you know i'm done with that that's when the process of my jersey getting retired at ucf starts so, so i'm looking forward to that too. so did they pull you to the side and say listen you're 10 credits short you want this jersey retired? Get, these, <laughs> get these 10 credits in well they didn't you do know? it like that no, I'm just, that's sorry. how i took it though you know no, i'm just <laughs> being honest <laughs> Yeah, well, listen, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I don't know that my degree has helped me do the things I've done in life, to be perfectly frank. But I will tell you that there's a part of me that's always glad that I got the degree. And it's funny because I got two children and they both have degrees. And this was a serious debate. My my son at NYU watched the guy from Stanford speak. Mm-hmm. So this is a quick story. So freshman year, he, he comes to me and says, listen, some professor from Stanford just gave a lecture at NYU why college is a waste of time. Now, this is a professor from Stanford, right? So he's a professor. He's also from a prestigious university, and he's talking at a prestigious university to studious kids, and he's going, just kids, he's, he's, first of all, I don't know how NYU brings this kid in, right? And NYU's charging $60,000 a year, so they got to be like waving it off, like, no, no, don't be like, what are you doing? But he basically was making the argument, here was his argument in a nutshell, that the four years minimum that you waste earning money out into the real world 
whatever degree you're going to get will never equal that. But the, 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 the rub of that is that I guess he did say, unless you're specialized. So if you want to be an attorney, if you want to be an accountant, where those particular um, credentials, I guess is the word, more than the degree, like you have to get those credentials. But other than that, like if you're there as an art history major, if you're there as a sociology major, like get out. But I'll tell you, I'm, I'm going to keep it real, Hawk. Um, you know, when I get resumes at... Um, you know, USA Natural Patches. Now, I've hired people without degrees. I'm not going to say I haven't, but I will tell you when I'm thumbing through them, graduated from, and, and again, people can even lie on the resume, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of lean toward the graduated from. My only thought being is that if a person could stick it out in college and do a bunch of tests to get that degree, whatever that degree is in, it just shows a level of responsibility. You obviously were you know a great player so you're getting your degree while you're getting an education but you're a businessman you've done different things what do you think about um players who leave early and have gone back and got that degree Shaquille's on the other stuff like that what do you think i think it's a matter of just going back to finish something that you started that you started and that's and that's that's what it comes down to that's 100 right there that, yeah it's no reason shaquille o'neal needs a, a Degre- degree yeah you go but if he wants to Set an example for his kids or maybe for his family, maybe somebody like a lot of times you hear I'm the first person to go to college or I'm the first person in my family to get a degree. Right. But like from in my sake, I know I didn't finish off my degree and I just been prolonging, prolonging, doing piece by piece. Right. And eventually I'm going to do it. I really I feel bad because I told Coach Cheney I was going to get it. I promised him, and of course, you know, he passed away. He won't right. be able to see me do it, but that's more you. motivation. You, you and I have that faith. He'll see you. Oh, that's yeah, that's true. But I, that's even more motivation to right. finish off for him. But in different cases, you know, sometimes somebody's not able to finish it off because I don't know, finances maybe like they. It's wanna, a big it's part different. of it. Yeah. It's a big part of, it. especially when you're not on scholarship anymore. Exactly. All of a sudden, it's like, hey, you know, six thousand for those credits. Like, wait a second. Yeah. They're like, well, you ain't playing basketball here no more. Right. Okay. Like, not, like, hold up, hold yeah, up. You're not putting no, no butts in the seats it's, now. Yeah, yeah. And, and I want to amplify on that answer with uh, with Shaq because it's not just like when you say Shaq doesn't need it because he's uh, financially well off. Shaq is respected. When Shaq speaks, I listen. This is a man that, in my opinion, also a successful businessman, right? So we're not just talking about the money. This is a man who I think has definitely proven himself to be intellectual. You know what I mean? So you you don't need that stamp of a degree. And that's going to cross us into... I, I think we're going to talk about you know the vaccines and the NBA, and you're going to do something of you from the Hawks' nest. But while we're on still basketball and talking about you know these men and opinions stuff like that, let's go right to what is the the hot topic in the NBA, and that's these vaccinations. I mean, you know, the big story is is that the uh, New York legislature says that to come to the workplace, you need to have um, you know vaccinations and and things of this nature. And because, you know, the Brooklyn Nets are, you know, at the end of the day, a a company, you know, that's what they are, their employees, meaning their players, must uh, subscribe to certain rules and regulations within the state of New York, in addition to the NBA mandate. But even without the NBA mandate, different states have different protocols for, you know, working with or without the vaccine. And Kyrie Irving has gone on record saying it's a personal choice, and if, you know, you all don't want me playing— then that's your decision. I want to play, but I'm not going to be forced or quote unquote blackmailed into playing 
uh, into getting a, uh, a, a, um, a vaccination to play because I, I, I don't want to do it. We are on the same side on this. You know, Kyrie Irving, you know, has maybe had some legitimate criticisms through the years with sh- showing up for work on other reasons than the other thing. But in this particular case, I'm with him. What, what are you thinking, Hawk? Well, first off, let's just say I'm going to let the viewers know there will be no views from the Hawks Nest today. We're just going to jump right into this. Oh, that, that, just, that, just, let's that jump just into tackle it? All you, right. You tack, my, just, my bad, my, my bad. My man that took uh, all my points. That's, uh, see, that's, uh, that's, that's like what a, happens that's when a, we talk every day. That's like an Eminem yeah. rapper. That's like an Eminem rapper strategy. I come, I come out the gate so you yeah. got nothing to come with. It's like, just like, oh, uh, 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 oh, oh. Hold on. Hold no, on. Yeah, uh, a- turn off your radio. Tune back in in 15 <laughs> minutes for views from the Hawks. And that. No, that's my bet. You know what it is? Is that I just – that's our show. That's what live radio we, we is. Talk, we, we, we just we chop it up. We so. talk about it all the time. So, so let me, But let me lay it down for you because I don't want to just ruin it like that. So the only thing is that the views from the Hawks Nest comes at 730. I want you to say your piece. So Hawk and I were talking about vaccinations, and he was saying my view from the Hawks Nest. So with that said – you take it from here, and then we'll chop it up in, here instead of seven thirty. Yeah, but go yeah. right ahead. So basically, it's been it's been, you know, the the climate of this country since the pandemic and everything, COVID. For one, I want to say I know that it's real. We all know that it's real. It's a situation. It's it's a it's a virus. It's it sucks. Yeah, even if you move to the people who've died from other things and yeah. hard, there are inflated numbers, yeah. without a doubt, some people have passed away from For specifically sure. this, COVID. This, so, this so, so has... I'm not, yeah, so if the number's 20 million people dead and you want to say 10 million of them were dying anyway, and then right. they just said, oh, COVID, you know There's what I still mean? 10 million. There's still 10 million that right. died legitimately from COVID. So, I'm with you on that. Go ahead. Yeah, so we agree everybody's been affected in some way, form, or fashion. But we tend to sometimes. Pit each, pit each other against each other. Yes, this so country is famous for that. It's vaccinated versus anti-vaccinated or anti-vaxxers. I mean, at the end of the day, what happened What happened to America being about choice or having the freedom to do? First of all, that is America. That's what America is supposedly founded right. on, that you have freedom of choice. I'm with you. Exactly. So let's just, it's hard to not bring the politics and all the the feelings into it's it but let's try to let's try to just keep it with the sports part of it okay so you've seen how i think cam newton everybody knew that he was going to get cut from the patriots but he, it was blind about his play or anything like that he refused to get the vaccine at the time right now since cam has gotten the has vaccine, got the vaccine. So the because he out. knows that can't be can't be employed I, without I it. i can't be nobody's gonna even though i can especially being a black quarterback and on my down, nobody's going to make that, you know, look at Kaepernick. He took a stand, and he hasn't been in the league since. Right. So if you're looking at, if you're being looked at as I'm taking a stand or something or going against the grain, you're definitely already, already at a disadvantage. You'll be on your way out. But how unfair is that for him to feel like he has to go put something in his body because somebody told him to? in order to get a job or keep a job doing something that he loves, something that he's put his life into, putting work into his craft, and then something has nothing to do with the sport, feeling like he has to do this to to be employed. Well, Where's, we're moving to choice. First of all, right now what's happened, well, first of all, I want to talk about the, the, and these are the type of conversations we always get spirited with you and I, and I, I definitely want to hear Jermaine's thoughts. Well, when you're talking about Cam Newton, it's it's slightly different. I'm going to tell you why it's slightly different. 
because the NFL put in a protocol that if you have COVID, so let's forget the vaccine for mm-hmm. a second. If you have COVID, it's a two-week so that you can't spread it. Mm-hmm. Now, that's from the doctors, right? The problem is, and this is why it's different than Kyrie, when you're the quarterback, the th- the thinking was in a 16-game season, if he got it, forget about the vaccine for a second, if he got it, just living his life, you know, it's a Tuesday afternoon, he goes out chopping up with his friends, right. doesn't know someone's got it. The Patriots are now going to show up for two games with okay. a backup quarterback because even whatever it is, protocol, he has to sit. That's got nothing to do with the vaccine. So when he elected to, and he has that right, to not get the vaccine, the teams were like, if any quarterback, so let's forget Cam for a second, if any quarterback doesn't want to get the vaccine and then gets it, um, two, now two games out of a 16-game season for quarter that's Make massive. Yeah. That, that's huge. So it's a little bit different. I do agree that it became the vaccine about Cam, and they didn't do a good enough job in talking about this is our issue. Also, you could have had Cam... You know, who said he was willing to go back up to Mac Jones, but they felt that the kid would then have this veteran behind him and then the fan base. So there's a lot of reasons why I could appreciate the cut, though I do agree that the vaccination is forced upon these men. The Kyrie Irving is completely different in the sense that it's a five man sport. In other words, you can roll another guy out there. You got two uh, Hall of Famers out there already in Harden and 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 Durant, but the fact that you are telling a guy, and here's one of the things that I thought was interesting. We spoke about this. The senator that comes out and says, so here's my problem with the NBA. Several years ago, they let Magic Johnson play with the virus, a communicable HIV. disease. He's playing with HIV. He's on the court playing with HIV, when at that point, they still didn't have all the science. They had a lot of science, you know, bodily fluids, et cetera, et cetera. As a matter of fact, Many of, you know, Magic's friends who then, when he learned, Carl Malone being the most famous, said, I'm not getting on the court if he's on the court. This is mm-hmm. Carl Malone. And they were friends at one point and then put a rift between them because he said, I don't know if you sweat on me, if we bump right. it. Nobody you knows. know, you know, a- anything can happen. Meanwhile, here's Kyrie and doesn't even have it, and you're forcing him to do it. But go ahead. I, but that's, I just wanted to say yeah, that's, the difference, Cam, diff- that's no. the difference with Cam Newton because as a quarterback, a he would have to sit even if he – he was just exposed to it. And that's yeah. an NFL rule. That's not a, you know, and the two weeks is the CDC protocol that's saying that you carry it in your blood. Yeah, so what is the protocol if you are vaccinated and get COVID? Yeah, the whole. You don't th- sit out at all? No, the whole thing is I think two weeks. You still have to wait two weeks before you're able to interact with anybody because, quote, unquote, you can be a spreader. So what they want to have is they want to. Look. That's, for, so, so you the, see where the, I'm coming from? The whole that's, thi- that's, Hawk, that's my point. You it's and I no are on the same point. The whole you, thing is nonsense. <laughs> you're still going to miss two weeks. Look. As a quarterback, if this, you get it or not. This this is where it all goes wrong. <laughs> First of all, it's gone wrong for me a whole time. Here's where it's all gone wrong for me. They're coming out now saying your booster and this. Let me tell you something. Hold, hold, hold up. Hold it's, up. It's, it's an let's, let's talk about vaccines versus what this nonsense is. The polio vaccine is what? a vaccine. You want to know why? Because I haven't heard of polio. <laughs> <laughs> there is no polio. I don't know. This just not when there. The last time you seen a kid with chicken pox. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, chicken pox is different. No, I'm just measles, saying like measles. Chicken pox chicken pox is there is no vaccine for people have chicken pox. But the thing is, is that when you're talking about COVID and everyone's vaccinated and still getting it, and now you're trying to fix your na- fix your narrative. Fix your narrative. Variants and this, that, and the other thing. Oh, this is a different strain. Let me tell you something. Y'all just don't know. You, you don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. And here's the other thing too. 
it still has not claimed more lives than, than influenza in the common cold. So at the end of the day, look, there's just stuff that messes people up. Look, I don't know what the numbers are, but what? how many people are dying? And I'm not trying to be funny. How many people are dying from drunk driving in a year? So why don't we just, in other, in other words, where does it end? How about exactly. we just don't serve alcohol so nobody could ever be drunk driving anymore? Oh, and you know what? Texting and driving is killing people too. Let's, let's stop texting. In other words, it's just a slippery slope. All Kyrie Irvin is saying, which I completely 100% support, I won't put this in my body because it's my body and it's forced to. And I'm going to say something that people are going to say is a stretch. I don't think it's a stretch. Doesn't a woman have the same right with abortion? I, I, mean, I, I mean, I know we're going way off we, sports no, right now. We, we're going but, off sports, but this but, is... But it's relevant. In other words, relevant. at the end of the day, if it's your body, and this is what you're saying you can or can't do to it, and, and here's the worst part, and this is where I do feel a little sorry for Kyrie. He has said some things that are just a little off. You know, the world the is flat and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, you go up and you see the you see the arch, you know, from from space. You know, it's not flat. But um, <laughs> there's evidence. I'm a flat earther. I yeah, agree, I agree you're, with you're a flat earther. So I'm a, I'm a flat so earther. After you walk off Oregon, you fall for ledge. I just and don't think that we're on a on a ball <laughs> spinning around millions of miles. It's yeah, written. Let's let's not get it all yeah. the way off. But no, no, we're, we're we're on a ball, Hawk. We're on a ball. It's if you look at the horizon, it arches. You know what I mean? It's uh-huh. Evidence. That's all yeah. No, but 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 my point is, is even though I feel that way, you have your your right. right. You have you, your pit. You yeah, have your pit. So I'm, that's why I'm kind of whistling. You don't see us right now, but we're smiling, yeah, ladies we, and gentlemen. Like, well, that's, we're, the we're, that's the thing. We're that's smiling. That's the other thing. A flat earther versus this. Now, let me give you one that's real for me. It's one, one real for me. You ready? Yeah. I'm going to say it on radio. Say it. I'm going to say it on radio. I'm going to say it with my chest. I don't know that we landed on the moon. I definitely know I'm, that we didn't. I'm gonna, I definitely I'm gonna, see. You see? And, I, right, and, you I'm see. Gonna, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. They still can't have the space shuttle. Go through the radiation belt. You can't go through how that can, belt. How can we go through it 55 years ago? We had the technology, and now... Uh, so I'm saying, well, wait a second. been back since. I'm saying, wait a second. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you... Jermaine, you and I were talking about this yesterday. So, here, so here's the thing. So Jermaine and I were speaking about when you have a thought that, the pu- that gets pushed out to the public... Mm-hmm. And then they want you to believe it. We were talking about Malcolm X and just different things that they want to push a narrative out. Mm-hmm. And because so many people push it out, when you're the one, when you're the lone voice, when you, and you and I have a lot of that, you have a lot of that in your personality, which I love mm-hmm. about you. You know, you definitely have your style, your, your way about it. And for those of you who don't know, like, again, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this uh, with all respect. So Jermaine Taylor is six foot four. You know, you always have your kind of vibe about you. Mm-hmm. Now you have the the dreads, and you didn't have them, you know, at UCF. But mm-hmm. just by that look, some people make a stereotype. Mm-hmm. We spoke about this. You know what I mean? And you if get you get to right, yeah. and if you get to know you, couldn't be any nicer. Couldn't mm-hmm. be any more approachable. Couldn't be any more uh, deeply opinionated. Mm-hmm. And and rather than have that, so what is it that you feel the athlete? From when you were playing, I mean, I know you still play right now, but I'm talking about when you were uh, maybe a. Uh, uh, let's do it after the break. We're, what we're going to bring back after the break is when you are a, a, a college student and feel like 
it's hard to have a voice because there's an administration things on you to point where now both y'all like in your mid thirties and you kind of can be who you want to be. That's what we want to come back after the break inside the lockers, JCD Hawk and special guest today, Jermaine Taylor coming at you in 60 seconds. Stay with us. So we're back on the air and we've gone way off the rails, you know, but, but you know what? I don't know that we've gone off the rails and I, and I, and this is what I'm going to bring up to Jermaine. Sports is our culture, is it not? How mm-hmm. many things come from sports? Look at the men who style, the women who style. Look at look at the voices. At the end of the day, you know, look at Muhammad Ali. That documentary came out where he wasn't going to go fight in Vietnam and almost went to jail, but stood strong on his beliefs. But Jermaine, that's what I want to bring up to you because, you know, anyone who Googles you, as we're mentioning you on the radio, they're going to see this... Uh, I'm going to use the word clean cut because that's what people used to define me as. Mm -hmm. I had to kind of, you know, I look like I was in the military. I had my hair combed to the side. Mm -hmm. Clean cut as opposed to, you know, you go with the goatee. I'm talking about even white, black, doesn't matter. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about the whole look of a a person's, that goatee, that tatted up, you know, Mm -hmm. white dude. Everyone writes away, he's putting him in as a Nazi or he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's dangerous, you know. So here you are, you have these pictures of back when you were playing, you know, this clean cut guy. And now you're, you know, you have this style, but you're still the same humble, mm-hmm. you know, well-spoken, well-thought, well-opinionated. What is it now for the pro athlete that this moment has come with all the, you know, really out of hate and out of violence that mm-hmm. people are now taking more of a stand? Do you see that this is a momentum thing or do you think maybe this will also fade? Because a lot of times these things have stopped and started, right? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of get, you know, push away. And men like Kyrie Irving will not let it be pushed away. Mm-hmm. What do you think? And you know Kyrie by personally, by the way, if I, I can do. say that. Yep. What, what are your thoughts there? I mean, I can, I can, for me, you know, yep. when I was in college, you know, you have to like play this game. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, you're and, playing that game because you're on scholarship yeah. and it's kind of like if you break those rules, they have that, they could pull it from you. And people have got that scholarship yep. pulled for one reason or another, right? Yep. So you have to play that game. And a lot of athletes, especially myself, I didn't even know I was playing the game. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't <laughs> oh, even man, know. that's real talk right there. Yeah, like. That's real talk you're right so, there. You're just so used to seeing it and used to things being you're, this way. Right, you're caught up in the system. You, you don't are, even know you're in the system. You you, you, right. But it's like the hit. Matrix. Exactly. You're, you're a yep. battery. And you don't even know you're a battery. Yep. Oh my God! And then you hit a well, I hit a point to where I just I grew up, like I grew up and I came my own my own man. Yeah. Like, you can't force me to do stuff, you know, anymore. Like, and I know what's right from wrong. You know what I mean? Like I know what type of environment that I came from and where I come from. You know, I actually held like hid that for so long. Right. Because where I'm from, everybody has dread. Sure. My grandma had gold teeth. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. if I'm being that, they're gonna judge me off rip. So I spent the whole like a lot of time kind of hiding, you know, who I really who you am, who you were comfortable where, in your own skin. Exactly. Trying to portray what they're telling you to be. Exactly. I'm with you, bro. So now and I'm telling like I actually take pride in it now. And I'll you know, for example, I went to my uh the ceremony for uh Right. It's online Halloween. for those of you it's on Instagram. I watched it. It was yep. a touching moment. You all, you know, uh, did a great job for for because it wasn't just you. There were mm-hmm. several people that got, yep. uh, you know, elected into the Hall of Fame. But again, knowing you personally, knowing you know the kind of man you mm-hmm. are, I was, uh, really excited for you. Yeah, but if you see those like videos, you'll see like everybody in there has on like suit and ties, and you know, like they're just doing what they thought they're supposed to be. But me, I was wearing what I wanted to wear. Right, like, I was being myself because I don't like now. And I know it's hurt my career. Like, I know for a fact that I am not where I know I can be because of 
me not conforming. Right. And meanwhile, you and I spoke about it. Mm -hmm. How many athletes and people at that event came up to you and said, man, you know what I mean? But here's the problem. They're saying it to you and nobody hears it but you. Mm -hmm. So it makes you feel good. But as a society and the people out there, they're whispering and murmuring, oh, did you see how he showed up? We mm-hmm. elected him to Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, if they'd let the conversation, uh, Hawk, grow out a little bit, they'd hear that, you know what? A lot more people didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of more people were like, no, he was him or she was her. Because exactly. a couple of weeks ago when we spoke to Cappy Pondex, it was the same kind of thing. That's what really bothers me is that sometimes people feel that they know the conversation, but you don't know the conversation because they're afraid. And we spoke about this. They don't want to hear the other side of the comment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They don't want to hear like, in other words, if someone's saying something, that's why we were joking just for a minute, you know, the FBI be waiting for it. But if you are saying something that the establishment doesn't want to be said, they Mm -hmm. silence you. Mm -hmm. And that's a Colin Kaepernick situation, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, one of the things I think really got missed with the Colin Kaepernick situation I'm going to quote him. He said, I am kneeling because of the injustice of my people, meaning, you know, obviously, the, you, know, the, uh, you know, black and brown and, you know, the, the injustice, the police and things like that. And I want people talking about it. And that's why I'm doing it. And here's the funny thing. Mission accomplished. Mission and all accomplished. anybody wanted to do was then go to you kneeling for the flag. And he's like, no, hold up a second. Now, unfortunately, somewhere in that, it all got kind of mishmashed. And then it, and then it just became a mess. But had someone been able to, with him, and he said a lot of things eloquently, but I think he needed some other strong voice. And that's where, when you look at the documentary, when Muhammad Ali did his thing, he wasn't by himself. Definitely wasn't by himself. Bill Russell came. Jim Brown came. And, and here's the funny thing, too. If you look at those clips, they themselves were, play, to Jermaine's point, they were playing the game, didn't know they were playing the game, and they walked out of that saying, no, we wanted to ask his brother why he did this, why he did this. And after listening to Muhammad Ali said, you know what? He's right. Like maybe we're like maybe we're maybe we're wrong, and he changed because again you got to understand who Bill Russell and Jim Brown in at that time. Bill Russell's at that moment is the greatest basketball player in history, and Jim mm-hmm. Brown is to this day still considered the best football player. These men were elite in their sport and had respect. Although it's hard to say anybody with you know other than white skin in the sixties had respect, but True. to 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 the power that they could have, they had it, and they were united. And then they basically all came at Muhammad as a group and said, hold up a second, you're not fighting for the country. That's a lot of, a lot of people are going to feel a certain way about that. Even even other black men had a certain opinion about, hey, wait a second, what do you mean you're not going to fight? But then when he said what he said, why he said, how he said, and why he was doing it, all of a sudden the whole narrative changed. But it takes that kind of strength and that voice to make a change. And, you know? and that's what, and then like you said, like how uh, Kaepernick, had a specific reason and what he did it for that got misconstrued and of course completely changed around Kyrie is basically saying I'm not doing this he never spoke bad about the vaccine he didn't never even say he wasn't going to get it what he said is the fact that people are losing their jobs their livelihoods and all of this because they're being forced to do this this is the, he's been the voice for the voiceless. That's right. And they're making a bomb out of this. And then I really don't, I really have a, it's a pet peeve of mine. It's, it really is a nerve in my in my side when I see other 
you know, black men tearing down other black men because men general, human beings, period. A human is a human. I've always been of, like this. Course, like I don't though. see I don't see color. And it's that's a that's kinda like one of those things like of course you see it, but I mean the way I live my life is I've never been that one to point fingers about it. I'm just saying it to say like it's bad enough. We've been through enough, you know, in, in our culture as as a black man. So for the the Stephen A. Smiths and the the guys that why can't you try to understand it opposed to I don't know getting ratings or whatever it is? You're tearing this man down for a choice. Like, yeah, you were vaccinated and you said you basically said I had to do it so I could keep making my money. That's your choice, Stephen A. But how are you going to call Kyrie a fool and all of these things because he decided not to get it for whatever reason? Because at the end of the day, the the Nets didn't say he had to get it. This is a mandate for New York. Right. But how is it possible that Bradley Bill, who's unvaccinated, nobody's talking about that. He's playing down in Washington. Nobody's talking about that. He didn't get the vaccine, but he can actually play in New York and in San Francisco where – Andrew Wiggins, he finally ended up getting it, but he was trying to make a stand. That's when it comes down to, like... The, the word is hypocrisy. Right. There's way too much There's way too much a hypocrisy. And, Jermaine, you and I talk about it all the time, that, you know, people try and push what words they want to come out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to allow someone to say what they're going to say. Now, that doesn't mean you have to agree with it, mm-hmm. but you have to respect that right for them to say it. And that's what you spoke about earlier, like, where's our America? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's bothering me. But, JT, you're going to say something. Yeah, I, I think all of this is, is crazy, if I'm being honest. Like, I don't know if it was in the Bible or somewhere else that I read it. Like, a nation divided is a nation that's going to fall. Yeah. Well, we that, are divided that's, in every single way. That's Mar- that's uh, Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, when it comes to, like, Stephen A. Smith, like, I feel like he's doing what he's being paid to do. Like, I think a lot of these people who are talking about bad about Kyrie and this, I think they're being paid to do this because they want to, They want us to get the vaccine. And when you have a guy like Kyrie who's standing up and, you know, he's, he's firm in what he believes. And I'm right. like, like, you now you have to get other people to, like, bash him and do all this to make him, you know, like, discredit him. And that's yeah. the same thing with the when he's talked about the flat earth. And stuff. Right. Like, anytime you talk, because it's a thing, like, if it's a lie, I know if if someone's lying to me and I know it's a lie, I'm okay. Right. You I'm just, not gonna make a big deal out of it. You just move on from it. Exactly. You, why give it any why give it any love or respect? At all. Like, okay, Th- you say oh. This is what really bothers me, fellas. It's one thing when you're talking bad at someone, you have a platform like with saying Stephen A. Smith is what what really bothers me with some of these, you know, talking heads is when you're saying something that the dude ain't saying. Mm-hmm. Do you feel me on that? Like, in other words, it's one thing. Look, if you're going to talk bad at him, it's the same thing we're talking about. I have to respect that you can say what you want to say. May not agree with what you're saying, but if Stephen A and these guys want to come out, whether it's ratings or they want to be, whatever it is. But when the man says, you know, the, the blue dog went to the red store, and you're like the green, you know, orangutan. Like another way, he didn't say any of this. Like, what are we That's talking wrong. about? We're, yeah. we're, we're way all. We're, That's what bothers me is when they just start saying stuff that the man ain't saying. And 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 that's really kind of what bothers me about this 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 entire thing. At the end of the day, we're still wearing masks when infections are down, 
hospitalizations are down. And not only that, there is a dozen studies, just like there's other studies saying wear a mask. There's a dozen quote-unquote reputable. I don't even know what reputable is, is anymore at this point mm-hmm. in time because it's all kind of subjective to who writes the biggest check. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, once upon a time, FanDuel and DraftKings were gambling sites. All of a sudden, they're you know attached to the league, and it, because you just write a big enough check to be a part of it, right. and you're not a gambling site anymore. So, uh, you know, and uh, and shout out FanDuel and DraftKings because I, I play it every week. Yeah, for but, sure. <laughs> but, but, you know, come sponsor us if you, if you like. We'll, we'll mention you. We'll, we'll write us a check. FanDuel, we're, FanDuel, we're FanDuel, 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 FanDuel <laughs> DraftKings. Well, you know, no, but 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 you know, but that's the thing. It it, it becomes a point where this man is being torn down. How about celebrating for the fact that his career, his legacy, all this is on the line, and he ain't budging. Yeah. You know, even if he's wrong in what he's doing, I'm not saying he is, right. I like the fact that he ain't budging. Like, that means something to me. You got to have a real kind of mindset to be that kind of dude or woman. I mean, the women, obviously, right. who've, you know, stood up for their rights and, 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 uh, and the different things that, you know, plague those oppression, right? I mean, there's an oppression somewhere along the line. And all those individuals throughout history, whether it was, you know, abortion rights or, or, or civil rights, Martin Luther King, where someone just basically says, this is wrong and I am not budging on this. It take, Because a lot of people, as you know, don't have that kind of strength. Sometimes right. you get a little push, and you're like, "Well, okay, all right. <laughs> well, all right." You know, I was uh, I was going to stand up for it, but you know what? This don't look too good. My stand- yeah. <laughs> 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 good. <laughs> but you know, but but well, I do want to bring something up to you that we were talking about earlier about you know knowing what you know now. You were in the NBA, and you are someone who I've seen just tremendous talent. I mean, you just have tremendous speed, tremendous agility. You can jump through the gym, and you have the three-point range. You know, you know, there's a guy in the NBA by the name of Wesley Matthews. I see, you know, no difference in his game and your game. You may even be a little more athletic and a little more able to penetrate better than he can. He's a good shooter. He's a good mm-hmm. defender. I think you do all those things. But even you were saying that had you known then, mm-hmm. as a man and as a veteran, what you know now, mm-hmm. you'd still maybe be even in the league. Oh, yeah. Because the different things that were going on, it was like, don't show this cat up, Jermaine. Mm-hmm. He's the guy we're paying this to. Mm-hmm. Don't do this and that. And you, instead of like, you know, screw that, Kyrie, right? you know, yeah. instead of being like, you know, screw that. I'm going to ball out because I want my minutes. Instead, you kind of try and conform, like you say, because you don't have that confidence of voice yet in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. And in the end, it got you anyway. So my whole thing is, and this is the way I've always lived my life, and you all know me, if I'm going to go down, I'm going down being me. Mm-hmm. And and let me tell you something. A lot of times I've gone down, but you want to know why I put my head on the pillow at night? Because I am blunt. I am, like In other words, not everybody loves me. You guys know a lot of people who know mm-hmm. me. Not everybody loves me, and that's fine. And I'm I'm a certain way. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. If you're holding something quiet, don't invite me because I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a bowling ball in a china closet. Stuff's going to get broken. But the point is, nobody could ever say like he's different. Like every time you meet me, I'm the same. I'm the same dude, right? I mean, I'm 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 opinionated. I'm loud on this, but I'm always consistent. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I like most about Kyrie, and that's what you're talking about. Like you, who you are now, mm-hmm. is that you want to be you in your own skin. Yep. And to be honest, that's I know that's why I'm not in the NBA right now. I know right. for a fact that's why I am because right. see a lot of things that Kyrie 
is doing now, mm-hmm. they saw those traits in me a long time ago. Right. You know, when you get into the NBA, you have to take these personality tests. So they already knew what type of person I was. They sure. know I'm someone who's going to speak my mind and things like this. But because I was in college and I played the game, right? I guess that's why, you know, I was able to, you know, like maybe slip by at first. Yeah, but and they wanted I, to pigeonhole you, and yeah. now you're coming of age, you're yep. coming out and the whole thing. But and then, the funny yep. thing is, is that I know you. Here's what also bothers me, Hawk. Why is it when a person is deemed opinionated, they're a problem? Mm-hmm. Can't somebody be opinionated and be intelligent? Mm-hmm. Can't somebody be opinionated and be thoughtful? Can mm-hmm. somebody be opinionated and be the voice of reason? Like the voice of reason? Like can't you? Like why is? In other words, it does it always have to be that the person who's saying something is the rebel? It, I, it doesn't always have to be rebellion. I think it's like that for you know, for examples like uh, Kaepernick, like right, him speaking out and him being himself it causes a controversy to the football program now. Right. And I believe that just it's because of how the world is. Like if the world was different, I believe sports and everything else would be different. But because the world is the way it is, they have to like like for example, I like use Iverson. Like Iverson came in wearing braids, he had his chain, he wore he was himself. Right. And and now you're a thug, you're this, you're that. And see that's been my problem for so long. Right. Like I come from an environment, like I say, where that's what people are. Mm-hmm. So I can't help it that my uncles, my mom, my aunts, yes, and everyone, what you know. I, I grew up, you know, that's your dressed in a certain way. Yeah, it's yeah, my environment. That's your environment. But I still have the same heart that I have. I still have the mind that I have, my Pe- intelligence, what it is. So if you can't see it. that, yeah. yeah. And and that's been my, my literally my whole problem. And that's why I came, you know, I grew up and I started like, I don't care what you say. If you can't see me for who I am, then, then I don't want to be with, I ain't messing with you, you know right. I mean? And the funny thing is, is we talk about the NFL, and we're coming up on on our pick segment here. At the end of the day, everybody's standing for the anthem now. Nobody's kneeling. Nobody's bringing the story up anymore. But you know, I got to tell you, it is color involved. But let me tell you the color that's involved. It ain't black. It ain't white. It's green. It's green. It's green because. When all this started chatter kept happening, and guys from the Arizona Cardinals and different dudes, the ratings went down. And you know what happens when the ratings went down? You don't get the same advertising revenue because the advertising revenue is directly tied to the ratings. Mm-hmm. Hey, this show did a 4.3 share. I want $200,000 for that 30-second spot. A year later, when you say the show did 3.6 share, the advertiser says, I give you $150,000 for the spot because less people are watching it. Those are the numbers that are used to make you know deals in in sports. So right away they said, listen, you all want to have a collective bargaining agreement where you get this percentage of the TV revenue. And remember, the players are cut in, right? Mm-hmm. The players are cutting fifty percent of TV revenue. So they went to those guys and said, get your group, whatever that means, get your group in line and start standing for the anthem because this is and and what we'll do. And here's the funny part. We'll throw $10 million. Listen to this number. Sounds like a big number. Not a big number. We'll throw $10 million into social justice. Do you know what $10 million is to some of these NFL owners? It's sand on a beach. You know what sand on a beach is? You know what I'm saying? Like, take a cup of sand. <laughs> take a cup of sand from any beach. Has the beach been affected? No, it has not been affected. What's $10 million? $10 million will do nothing. You know what I mean? I mean, that's probably Jerry Jones's ball bill on his yacht for the year, $10 million. I've seen the parties. You know there's the $10 million. I think that, you know, but this is why this radio show and radio shows like it 
Right now, the public broadcast NPR. So, just so you understand what this radio show is, this radio show is public radio. We're able, in other words, there isn't somebody. Of, of course, we have to follow certain protocols for the university, which hopefully we've done here. No one's cursing, and no one's saying, you know, you know, revolt, you know, grab, you know, take up arms, and let's start, you know, uh, you know. But the point is, is that once you start becoming the silencer. You no longer have America. You no longer have the freedom. You no longer have the ability to have change. And change is good. Change is good, folks. I mean, you know, that's, you know, when you go on a diet and you go to the gym and you say, I look better, you changed. You know what I mean? When you when you come home a little earlier, the one of the things I thought was really cool, and we'll just leave it at this, the pandemic, a lot of people who had kids said that's the one, even Tom Brady, right? We sat at the table. We had more family time. You know what I mean? So, you know, there is something to be said for us being a little more civilized as a community rather than have this whole thing started, Hawk, and I thought you hit the nail on the head. Everything is just pitting against each other. You know what I mean? White, black, up, down, gray, you know, left, right. whatever, Whatever it is, everyone wants to nitpick. You know what? Let a dude wear his hair the way he wants to wear it. Let a dude, you know, wear the clothes, you know. I mean, years ago, they used to, the last part, and then we'll get to it. They used to make, man, your jeans are torn, this is that, and the other thing, ratty, right? Now they pay $400 for purposely torn jeans. More, like, even what's, more. Like, what's going on? Purposely torn jeans. Like, what's going like, on? I can make them. Uh, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, once upon a time, it was like they throw you out, you're like, a, you're a vagabond, you're roughing it, whatever it is. Meanwhile, you know, now... Now it's a it's a style it's a thing so but let, let's just jump right into it Jermaine uh UCF great football program doing good things unfortunately ran into a buzzsaw yesterday don't worry it's still better than Hofstra's football which doesn't exist and Temple's football which uh, uh well it doesn't ex- it exists but I don't know if it exists but we're gonna we're gonna jump into our pick segment right quick let's start right away with our team's hawk so I'm a giant fan they're all banged up they got the Rams coming do we eat? now? Here's the funny thing. I dismissed them a couple of weeks ago and said we won't even pick it. And then they go and they beat the Saints. I mean, yeah. So I won't. I won't just gloss over it. But I am picking the Rams to smack the Giants around a little bit, even though that is my team. I hate to say it, Hawk. What are you thinking? Yeah, I got the Rams going. Uh, I got them to cover. Okay. Well, well, let's just go right down the line. Green Bay, Chicago, in Chicago. Green Bay, the favorite. Chicago, new life with Justin Fields, a quarterback. Yeah, and I like Justin Fields. I actually had a chance to see him play live against the Raiders last week. Um, but I think Green Bay Packers gets this one. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers and them about to go in there run. Taking Chicago. Taking Chicago at home. Division games. I always like the home team. Cincinnati, Detroit, Detroit begging for a win. They are so snake bit, but they're playing hard. The Bengals, no longer the Bungles. This guy Burrow's for real. Who do you like there? Burrow is for real, but I just think that this is the day that uh, the Lions get it. I got to tell you, I'm leaning your way, but I, I, I think Cincinnati, they don't take anybody for granted. I, I like Cincinnati. Uh, the Colts, uh, just another team looks like they could be really, really special, have had a couple of good wins, a couple of narrow losses, uh, play a Houston team that just, you know, that that's a show and a half unto itself because uh, we haven't even spoke about the Deshaun Watson situation. Right. Uh, what do you think there? I think the Colts get this one at home. I like the Colts. I like the Colts to bounce back. Now, here's the big one for me. This is not your home. This is your hometown team, hometown but I, team, I know we're not, not your team. You're a Cowboy fan, but KC and Washington, Mahomes 
has not been himself. He's not played badly, but at the end of the day, you're looking at a Chiefs team that's two and three yeah. uh, against a Washington team that also, you know, people were expecting a little more out of them, out of their defense anyway, which has not shown up. What do you think for today? Well, I mean, look, can I confirm? Is this are we retiring Sean Teller's jersey today? You are. Then we're getting that win. Yeah. I got to tell you, I think that because Mahomes publicly came out and said, I got to play better, I think what that means is he's not going to just be looking for the chunk plays. He's going to look to methodically move it down the field. And when they've done that, they've been pretty much unstoppable because the guy is that good. I'm going to go with KC only because the defense hasn't shown me much. And a lot of times with these retirement jersey uh, ceremonies, they don't go the way they should go. Case in point, Eli Manning, you know, had the jersey retired and, you know, then the Giants got retired. So (laughs) Minnesota, Carolina, the Carolina has put McCaffrey on IR. Minnesota just can't figure them out at all. Who do you like there? I think at the end of the day, the Panthers pull it off at I, home. Yeah, I just don't trust Minnesota. You know, Kirk Cousins has played well. Don't trust him. Not sure that I trust Sam Donald either, but I, I like the hometown team. Uh, this is a fun one. Again, uh, hometown team uh, in a way. Uh, Baltimore and uh, the Chargers, I think a lot of NFL fans looking forward to a uh, uh, scoreboard going crazy today. Who do you like there? I think the Ravens get it at home, and I know it's two, two probably of the, the best quarterbacks that's playing right now yeah. as far as production. And for sure, um, once again, um, Lamar Jackson is in the MVP MVP race. Yeah, yeah. and again, you talk about stereotyping. Here's a bunch of people saying couldn't throw the ball, couldn't throw the ball. What was he last week? 36 for 42, right. 400 yards. <laughs> you know, and the only reason why I'm saying he can't throw the ball is because, again, they're putting the black He's on him. Leading, you know? Exactly. He's and, leading the top quarterbacks in, in yards and the top running backs in, in in rushing yards. Yeah, I think for the last few years between Mahomes and Russell Wilson, that that narrative has been, been so blown out of the water. Right. Let's not even bring that up anymore, ever, ever. Don't bring that up. Men play quarterback, period. The color of their skin is not indicative of how they can play the position. And people have different skill sets within the position. Right. Okay, so uh, I like Baltimore there as well. Uh, Arizona, Cleveland. Um, uh, Cleveland's without the running back, Nick Chubb. I think he's a difference maker. Uh, I would have thought differently if he was in the lineup. He's not in the lineup. I like Arizona to stay undefeated. What about you? I like Arizona too, and for some reason Cleveland is a favorite. Well, I think the hometown team is oh. what it's about. I think in the NFL they say the home, uh, you know, counts. Count, well, counts for three points, they say, in okay. the NFL. So, in other words, what they're saying is that these two teams are a pick them. I they think that that's kind of accurate. And then you give them the three because they're home. Uh, I, I do think you talk about scoreboard lighting up. I do think a lot of points lot in of this points. game. Uh, but I, I like Arizona. Um, one of the things we didn't get into today uh, was the Gruden emails. And, and you know what? That thing is something that will not go away per se. So we could bring that up next week. For sure. Um, and uh, more and more information coming out from it. But, uh, but again, a team a little bit in turmoil. Uh, they go on the road to play Denver, a division game. Um, what do you think there? I think the Broncos at home gets it. I think it's too much going on right now in the Raiders organization and uh, – Watching them, how they played last week, and was didn't go smooth. I think they go on a little losing streak right I, now. I'm going to say something right now. If it was the organization, I think there would be turmoil. I think it was directly tied to Gruden and only Gruden. Al Davis, you know, hired Art Shell. You know, mm-hmm. they have a history of inclusion. There's nothing wrong with that franchise. It didn't come from, you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I just I think, meant. No, no, no I'm with you. No, no, I'm with yeah. you. I, I'm feeling just you. Just that happening. The I'm, whole, everybody's I'm, affected I'm, by I'm it. I'm with yeah. you. I'm going to go with the Raiders. Okay. I think that locker room is going to band together because the Raiders, 
themselves are not implicit, you know, complicit yeah. in this. You know what I mean? I think this is all about Gruden. I, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, plus, the new coach is Italian, so why not? Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we still got a minute left. Let's go to your club. And it's a lot to be proud of this year. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, Dallas and New England. New England, they're just well coached. Even the games they lose, it just looks like they're in every single yeah. game. Who do you like here? I like the Cowboys to win it, but I don't think it'll be an easy game because just like you said, Bill Belichick has always had something. He's prepared. They will be prepared. He's very prepared. I got to tell you, it's hard to pick against Dallas, but if the game was in Big D, I would definitely go Cowboys. I'm going to pick the upset here, not because I'm not on Dallas, not because I don't think they're good. I just think New England's getting better. They just seem to be playing well. The guy, Mac Jones, is not turning the ball over. I like New England here for the upset. don't know why. I just, I just do. Seattle-Pittsburgh, I think, you know, obviously with Russell Wilson, it's a different story. Russell Wilson's on IR. Uh, as, as, as horrible as Pittsburgh looked, I don't see Seattle winning a game without Russell Wilson. I'll take Pittsburgh. Yeah, like? I'll take Pittsburgh, too, even though Juju Smith-Schuster uh, is out, but. Now, the sexy pick after the way they've been dismantling everybody after the opening loss is that Buffalo is people are penciling them in for the Super Bowl. They certainly look like the best team in the AFC after, you know, smacking around Kansas yeah. City. Now they play Tennessee, a very physical team on Monday night. I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tennessee because I think Buffalo wanted Kansas City. Yeah. And I, I don't and, and I got up for that game. I'm taking Tennessee too. I think Buffalo's better than Tennessee. For I just sure. think that that's a real thing when you got to get up a second week and you go on the road. I'll take Tennessee. Well listen, it's been another version of Inside the Lockers every Sunday, seven to eight AM, J C and D Hawk, K U M V ninety one point five. Uh we thank you for listening. Thank J T uh Jermaine Taylor, our guest today, and we are out of here. Have a blessed Sunday.